It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. You got some really cool posters back there. You got some old school REM back there. Look at you. Sheesh. Consequence Podcast Network. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tallest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. Keep the music flowing. We'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. And welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with It's the Interview Series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thank you, as always, for making your way here. Check out the series. Uh, please do hit that subscribe button if you're not already subscribed. Uh, I do three brand new interviews every single week. Do it every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover those new ones. Any of the usual spots, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts at nprwfpk.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from. You can subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. But if you head over to Apple Podcasts, uh, uh, and subscribe over there, leave a review, then take a screenshot of that review and drop it uh, into the link in the show notes there. Uh, you'll get a chance to win some great merch from Consequence. And I'll be shouting out some names all month long, too, some of you. So, uh, again, Apple Podcasts, subscribe, leave the review, take the screenshot, drop it in the link, win fun prizes, buy the ticket, take the ride, as Hunter would say. Uh, plus, there's always great reasons to subscribe, uh, like uh, the guests that I've had on recently, including jazz vocalist Stacey Kent. We had Roseanne Cash on here, actress Kate Siegel to talk about the fall of the House of Usher. We had Shelley Hennig, who stars in Netflix's Obliterated. And speaking of Netflix, uh, McGee directing a Family Switch. He was on here. I also spoke with ex-ambassadors, the band Chicago, R.E.M., the cast of Goosebumps, the director for Hunger Games, Francis Lawrence. We had Neil deGrasse Tyson and Deli parton on here just an example of what you get when you subscribe to the kyle meredith with podcast that's me kyle meredith today talking with actor omar j dorsey co-starring in the new max series called bookie this is uh chuck lorry chuck lorry produced this you know chuck lorry's where i mean he's one of the greatest uh sitcom guys of all time he was behind of course uh two and a half men and big bang theory and the kaminsky method one of my favorites of the past decade in this new series another uh a buddy comedy because uh because chuck lorry likes the buddy comedies uh also co-stars sebastian maniscalco and with great uh, cameos from uh, charlie sheen and toby huss among many others 
And the series follows two bookies as they grapple with the challenges posed by the imminent legalization of sports betting while navigating through a world of unpredictable clients and a lifestyle that takes them on a roller coaster journey across every facet of Los Angeles. Now, Omar is going to tell us how he got the part, finding his on-screen connection with Sebastian, and the fun of performing a, a Chuck Lorre script. The Queen Sugar actor also going to reminisce on what it was like acting opposite Charlie Sheen and ruining takes just for the fun of it, just to get other people to laugh but also discusses the dark side of addiction and how it's portrayed throughout each episode. And there's this great ongoing music gag that happens throughout the show, so uh, we're going to talk a little bit of music. Uh, Omar's going to uh, reveal his love for Yacht Rock, as well as hanging out with his friend Curtis Harding, I'm a big fan of, and taking inspiration for his career from Pablo Picasso. All that and more, we're talking Bookie, out now on Max. It's Kyle Meredith with Omar J. Dorsey. How you doing, Kyle? I'm doing great, man. It's a it's a pleasure to meet you. Um, enjoyed watching you through the years, but this there's something big about Bookie. This um, I, I just want to get this out of the way. I've only seen the first two episodes, of course, because that's all that was released right away. And this is the funniest show that I have seen in a very long time. Oh, Kyle, thank you, brother. Man, <laughs> we're already like trying to quote it around the house. You know, oh, like wow. the lines are making it out. First, let me just throw that out there. Congratulations to you. This Thank is something you. special. Thank you, Kyle. I appreciate it. You know what's crazy? My mom is in Atlanta. I woke up probably about 6 o'clock this morning, and she called. She said, yeah, I watched Bookie twice already. I watched uh, the ep- two, both episodes twice. I was like, Mom, it is 6 o'clock in the morning on the West Coast. What are you talking about? She said, it's so funny. So I was like, all right, I got the mom stop of approval. Now I've got the Kyle stop of approval. I feel great, man. <laughs> it, it's, it's one of those shows, too. Like, there's going to be multiple viewings, and there's a lot of stuff out there right now, so you don't have time to go back a lot of the time. But those special ones, you know, you want to. We've all got those. You know. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Thank you. I hope everybody feels the same way, man. I, um, You know, it's like when I got you know the opportunity to get the role, I said, Chuck Lorre. Man, I haven't done comedy since like what Eastbound and Down, and that was like twelve years ago. So I was, I, it just blew my mind. But it's so much fun working with that guy and working with Sebastian and Nick Bouquet, Man, those, no, those people are very funny human beings. You know? Yeah, yeah I'd love to. I'd love to know how it happened because again, Chuck Lorre, we're talking about one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Man loves his duos. He, he loves, loves putting the duos together and everything. Uh, I mean, I. How did it work out? Because as you're saying, it's not like you were coming off of comedy or anything like that. Like, so how, how did, how was it you that ended up here? You know, it's crazy. It's like I auditioned for it, right? And this, honestly, I haven't had to audition in a long time, right? And I said, uh, when, I read, when, I, when I read the material, I said, man, this is really, really, this is good. And it's funny and it's great dialogue. And it's like a two-man piece. It's like the odd couple. And so, uh, you know, when I when I went in and, and had a screen test with Sebastian, and we were clicking on all cylinders. It was amazing. It's like I had known Sebastian for years. And, um, you know, everybody was back there laughing and, you know, just falling out. And I, like, and I, I remember I was flying back to Atlanta and I uh, told my manager, I said, I think I got a good feeling about this. And before I landed, you know, he called me and said, yeah, you got the role. So I said, perfect. Wow. Yeah. Sometimes it just lines up like that. It does, man. Sometimes this it's the perfect character, the perfect role, um, you know, for you sometimes. And that's what I feel like this was. That's what I feel uh, Rayfield is. Yeah, definitely. It's interesting, you know, that you clicked with him because I had wondered about that. Like, 
you all work so naturally on screen together, like wondering if you had to do anything special to find that rapport. You know, some people go off together and, you know, they they, they do a little hang time or whatever. And maybe you all did that anyway. Was that? Well, no, because no, the thing about it is that we have mutual friends. So I've been around them before, but uh, I think it was more than anything. I think before we did the, uh, you know, first, first day of shooting, you know, I think we got together one time, hung out. But it was really on set. And he's a professional like I am. I love running lines. So we'll have our lines for the day. We'll know them or whatever. But then we'll start doing lines for tomorrow. And we were doing that every single day. And I I love doing it. Most, a lot of actors are like, man, let's just get to it when we get to it. But no, we had the same work ethic. So it really clicked well. And I remember the first week of shooting, he was like, you know, I'm new to this, man. I appreciate your professionalism. I said, I just appreciate somebody who wants to run lines. I like running lines at nauseam because I wanted to sound natural. I wanted just to trip off the tongue and not sound like I'm reaching for my words. And, you know, but uh, yeah, that's how we got tight. And then we, we hang together tight now, you know, um, you know, we talk to each other like almost every day, but um yeah, just from the beginning, it was just the mutual uh, work ethic that, that brought us together like that. And we'll be right back right after this. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies, yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's, there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Omar J. Dorsey. Now, is it all on the page? Is, is there room for a little a little wiggle room? Because again, the lines are so good on this that I'm wondering, like, is that off the cuff or was that was that all there? You know, some, most nine, 95%, maybe 98% of it is, is, is there. You know, now Chuck will give you leeway to say it the way that you want to say it. Because I was like, Chuck, come on now. A forty-some-year-old black dude. He ain't gonna, you know. Let me just get a little, little, little flair on it. He got. A, he's a forty-something-year-old uh, Italian dude from Chicago. Let him put a little bit of that uh on there. So, but no, but Chuck writes so well that you really it, it's on the page. You know, I might throw a little something in there, and sometimes he'll keep it. Sometimes he's like, nah, let's just keep us on the page. But uh, no, but Chuck is he's really uh, collaborative that way, and I appreciate it because he is. The king of television comedy is is him and and and, and Norman Lear, you know, who are the best of all time, and so like for him to be able to, to to give you some leeway on it, then I really appreciate it. I saw when when Charlie Sheen came in, you know, he was doing a little something. I say, well, they've had this report, they had a report for years, so um, you know, if you know, I guess he gives he gave Charlie just a little bit of wiggle room there, you know, um. You know, Charlie would run it by him like, yo, can I say this? And he'd be like, yeah, you can say that. That's cool. You know, uh, but yeah, that's what it is. It's, you know, he he is collaborative like that, but he's such a great writer. You really don't have much to put in there. Now, of course, Charlie's this is his first role, I think, in six years. Of course, I have to ask what it's like working, you know, across from him. Man, it, it was surreal, right? It's like I'm working in a comedy that Chuck Lorre is writing and created with Charlie Sheen. And, you know, you just working with them and it's like you step back when you're not trying to be in the moment. You step back. You're like, man, this is Charlie Sheen right now. And he was bringing it. I'm not saying he was bringing it. He was so dang funny. And I was I just it felt like it was a dream. And I remember sharing with him. I was like, you know, I work with your dad um, in Selma. And and he was, I was like, your dad was like one of the one of the greatest actors I've ever worked with. And, you know, we just had a great rapport on that, just talking about his father and how, how amazing his father is and just how much of a legend. And then saying, you're a legend too, Charlie. You know, so uh, now nah, he was just great to work with. I'm glad, did a, I didn't you know, we did a, did a couple of episodes with him, man. And, um, you know, he's just so generous. He's a generous actor too. Well, again, just seeing all of you all play off each other. Again, every beat is perfect. Like, I don't know if you have, again, you know, hearing how you run the lines as much as you do, Maybe you work out all those kinks and everything, but uh, you know, as I'm watching this, it's like, how did they deliver half of this with a straight face? Like, you don't, man. Sebastian is so funny, right? And and, and a lot of the the, the the guest stars, they are so hilarious that it takes. You know what? I might ruin the take. Chuck Lorre ruins takes. 
Because Chuck is back there dying, laughing. And we're like, man, you this has to be in the audio somewhere. And he's just, ha! <laughs> so it's like, oh, man. But no, it's like a lot of the people who come in, like a lot of them, you'll see, they come in and they are hilarious. And it, it takes, a, it, even with the lady who plays my grandma, she is so funny. It is hard to listen to her without like cracking a smile or something. That's why I like it when they do her coverage first to get all those jokes off so I can be back there smiling. So when it's on my coverage, I'm sort of used to it. But no, she's, she's a lot, a, a lot of the guest stars. And just like everybody, man, like um, Vanessa, uh, Jorge is back there just throwing 100 miles an hour at all times. You know, Andrea and even the kid, uh, Max, man, he's like, they're, they're hilarious. And you got to just swallow it. You got to stay in the moment. I mean, as soon as they say cut, you just laugh. And, you know, sometimes I tell you what, a lot of times I try my best to make Vanessa and, and, and Andrea laugh. I try to. Oh, really? I, I do. I like because I because they're, they, they're, they're like giggle bears and so i try my best to uh, make them laugh and you know it's 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 like a little a little game with us just the challenge to see if you can ruin the take that's see if i can ruin the take (laughs) See if i can ruin two amazing professional actors (laughs) (laughs) well done well i was gonna say you know so for everyone catching up and and i'll do some explaining at the beginning of this too but but why bookies? What? Why are we looking at these two guys? Why are they bookies? You know, it's we're living in a world now that like a lot of jobs are starting to not become obsolete, but are starting to dwindle out. Right? We we just came out of a writer strike and an actor strike because you know that we are both actors and writers are nervous about AI. Right? We're nervous about the future and and what it is and all of this new media. Um, this is a story almost about that. You know, we're bookies, but you can turn on any television and you can see a commercial for your online bookie and for anything that you want to do. Uh, you, you know, a phone call or, or you know, or an app that you can just go and gamble on. So this is almost like uh, the last uh, days of a profession. And so it, it it really hits hits me in the soul because, you know, like I said, we just coming off of a strike that we're nervous about becoming obsolete, uh, you know, because of uh, an app. Uh, so I think that really hits home. And it's been like that since the first, you know, assembly line, since, since, since Ford did the first assembly line, when you had people working with their hands and putting things together, you have an assembly line and you have um, machines put it together. Uh, I think it, it, it really touches home to a lot of people. You talk about Lyft, you talk about, um, you know, Uber, you know, these are taxi drivers, these are limo drivers who, who, who's, who, who's had their professions taken away or because it was a, it was a dying profession. So I think that's what's going to hit home a little bit. I still get my main paycheck from a radio, radio work, radio station. You know, it's like, how, how much longer am I going to get away with that? Exactly. You know? that's, I'm like, I'm like, how much longer will they be? paying people to do this when people when i'm quite sure the technology is coming out where if somebody wants to play you know uh uh, richard the third they can do it themselves and put themselves in a movie with denzel and kevin brana you know what i'm saying so i feel like the fans might revolt like people are people were so behind you all during the strike right it seemed like the vast majority were we were behind you but i feel like I feel I, I I I'm saying I hope that people wouldn't stand for it really if they heard yeah. like, that's not real. 
Right, right. Yeah, I, I would think so. You know, I would, you know, but, you know, hey, everybody's trying to find a, a cheaper way to, to, to make product, you know, so and then but sometimes things become the new normal. And that's what we're fighting against uh, is about, you know, that's what we're fighting against, you know, uh, things becoming a new normal and can just brush us out of the way. So, yeah. Well, I would say, you know, further on on this profession, on the bookie and, and the way you all portray it in here. I mean, this is gambling. This is something that does ruin people's lives. No doubt about it. Yeah. You know, and you all definitely lean into what's going on there, especially in the second episode with what's happened. Right. In a very comedic way, of course, but uh, but like destroys lives. And 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 I don't know. How do, how do you see you all portraying that? Because it's the right from the beginning, the very first scene, Ray Romano, like we yes. see it. The guy is getting kicked out. And the first thing he does is pick up that phone. Pick up the phone. That's, that's an addiction, right? Um, this is, these are, you know, we're, we're, we're digging into it. Um, it's not that we're, I don't feel like we're making light of it. I think we're, we're shining a light. I think we're shining a light on it, you know? And what I do like about it is that we're not, we're, we're not knee busters. We're not going around hurting anybody. We're trying to collect our money. You know, the best way we can, if somebody can't pay us, then, you know, it's like, let's just write that off, whatever, you know, um, but yeah, it, it is, it, it is, it is, a, um, it's an addiction, like I said, like, listen, man, I'm gamble with the best stuff, you know, but I know when to stop, I know when to um, lean back, because my kids college tuition needs to be paid, but some people don't, you know, and so like, I always like the stories that shed light on, 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 many different things right that shed light on the things that we don't normally see so yeah why it might be um characterized as a comedy you know we're you know busting each other's chops but it's not really funny when we're going in there to collect money and and also you and i think uh, vanessa has a line was like uh you know you uh it's something to the fact like he's like well we the the reason that we will survive is because the people know us and when online they, they, they don't, she, she says something to uh, things like, because you're taking people's uh, college kids, college tuitions. And, you know, so those lines are in there, you know, and, and it does hit a little bit, but you know, shoot, we got to make them, we got to make a living. It is what it is. And we'll be right back right after this. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Omar J Dorsey. Y- your guy, being the um the ex professional football player, right? Who's a very forward thinker, and that's always fun. When you talk about the odd couple sort of thing that you have going on there, does he like his life? I think what he what 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 it is is this is a last ditch effort, you know. Um, and he sees like, you know what? I can do this for a little. I can do this, and I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, not going to do this forever. Maybe do it forever. I don't know, but there is that instant gratification that comes when you come in and you get that big wad of cash and you see it there and it's off the books too, you know? So it's like, so it's, it's, um, and he has a lot of bills. Like, you know, when he, when, when he was telling the guy in episode two, when he was trying to talk man off the ledge, he said, I owe, Oh, I owe a lot. So, you know, he's like, what is he going to do? Work a nine to five? No, he can't do that. You know, he has, he can't play football. He has bad knees. You know, he's old, so it's not like he can go back in the league and play anywhere. So, you know, this is almost like, you know, this is this is what he has in front of him. And he's going to try to do it to his best best of his ability, you know. Uh, but, yeah, and, and I love Ray. I love playing the character Ray, and I love the man because, you know, he, he, he wants to take care of his people. He wants to take care of his grandmother. He wants to take care of his children and his baby mamas, 
you know. Um, so he, 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 he's a good guy to me. He just happens to be in a really, really crappy job. Well, and again, to, just to see the positivity in him, but in the playfulness, you know, we're talking about the heavy yeah. subjects and the playfulness that always happened again with, the, you know, talking about with you and Sebastian's character. It, I mean, the radio in itself uh, yes. and what's going on. What I write down of, of what a fool believes, horse with no name, Pina Colada song, all just in the first episode right there. Yacht Rock. <laughs> Yacht Rock. 100%. Yacht Rock all day. I was, you know what's messed up though, Kyle? These are my songs though. <laughs> Love those songs. I'm like, man, come on, Michael McDonald, let's do it. Come on, I love it, man. <laughs> what a fool believes horse with no name. I love him, but yeah, I can see how my character would hate him. He wants to hear some, you know, he was in the league. He wanted to hear some turn up music, you know. Uh, but yeah, I love that 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 little play that 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 little uh, that you know that that button of heads. It's like you know, no, and who controls the radio at what time? That's 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 just. That because our workplace is a car, you know how you in the office it's like, well, who controls it? Or are you in a locker room? Who controls the radio? So it's like the workplace that we have is in a car, and our uh, our, our our field is uh, the streets of Los Angeles. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen uh, you know even not that it's been Yard Rock, but I was looking some of your social media and, and some of the shows you. Uh, what do I write down? Oh, Curtis Harding, I'm a big fan of. I saw you call him. I'm going to tell him. Uh, you know what? He, he's coming out. He's staying in my house this week. Seriously? Yes, Curtis is staying in my house. He's supposed to be here right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. His, especially his last record. Mm, yeah. yeah it's amazing. Y'all, I mean, you know, I was in the um, video. Um, me, and, me and Anthony Mackie did his video. Uh, yeah, what song it was. But we're doing another video for his new, for his new album. Oh, I love his music. And you saw Tony, Tony, Tony recently? Yes, I did see Tony, Tony, Tony. They were here next door and I had to miss it. Oh, man, dude, they are amazing. That show is tremendous. My wife and I, we went, man, um, with a couple of other friends and we had a ball. Just me, just reminiscing about my high school days and my college days. And, you know, Rafael Sadiq is so, 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 so dope that, you know. Rafael Sadiq, man. Yeah, it's Stone right. Rolling record is still probably one of my, you know, top 20 albums. Man, you like that. You like, you like that vintage soul, don't you, man? Uh, very yeah. much. Yeah. yeah man. That's good yeah. stuff right there. So, you know, further on, um, you said something recently online, Pablo Picasso, and you yeah. said, I'm trying to be him. Yes. So now seeing what you've come from, what you've been doing, coming off Queen Sugar, yeah. and going to something like Bookie, what does this mean? If you don't mind going further down that, like, what did you mean by that? You hit the nail on the head, right? Everywhere Picasso went in his life, he started a new movement. Whether it was in Barcelona, was in Paris, where no matter where he was, he was the start of so many different movements. Picasso is my favorite artist of all time. Like, I'm not talking about just, you know, visual artists. I mean, the man was 80 years old and started working with clay. You know, like at 80, he started working with clay. Um, he never stopped learning. He never stopped uh, pushing it forward. Same way, like I, like with the Andre 3000 last album, with the flute album. I'm like, yes, yes. Make a flute album. Like, learn something new. You know, um, even with Curtis. Curtis, you, people don't know this. Curtis. When, I remember, when I first met Curtis 20-something years ago, he's a rapper with CeeLo. Now he's like one of the foremost, uh, meal, uh, one of the foremost soul artists, you know, of his generation. Um, I've I always want to push it. I always like I started out doing the comedies with Todd Phillips. 
then I, uh, you know, went doing a lot of the dramas with Ava and with, um, you know, all you know, Blindside and Django and all of these different things. I always want to change. I want to, you know, be versatile and be something different. Like even now doing it, doing, doing the um, strike, now I lost like 60 pounds, right? Because I was like, I'm start lifting. I just want to be somebody different every time. I don't want to be pigeonholed and put into a box of like, this is what Omar does. Like in Queen Sugar, I was the lover, the great sensitive man, which is amazing because it broke me out of other boxes. But so it, it, when everybody, when, when people tell me, um, you're always going to be Hollywood, you're going you're to be Hollywood for me the rest of my life. And I was like, all right, I'll change that. I'll change it. It's fine. I can be Hollywood, but I will change your perspective on what you think I am. Uh, I continuously want to grow, continuously want to redefine myself and, and continuously want to just be the most versatile artist that I could possibly be. Um, it would be very easy for me to, it would have, like when I did Ray Donovan, it would have been very easy for me to play a gangster for the rest of my life. And, you know, I could have made millions and millions of dollars doing it, but it doesn't, that's not where I come from. I come from theater. I come from summer stock when you're doing three different plays in one summer. Well, I might be playing uh, uh, King Lear and uh, in one play, and I might be doing uh, Oliver playing Bill Sykes, and I might be doing uh, August Wilson show playing King Headley. I, it's, I want to always be changed. I want to challenge myself and just to see, you know, push myself and see how good I can go. And that's what Picasso did, man. That's, that's what I want to be. That 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 is my that 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 is my role model, and that is what I see. That 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 I think all artists should try to be that way. And oh, you know, we get sidetracked sometimes because you know we get the money and the money, like we can stay in this for for 10, 20 years. But no, it's so much fun to being um you know being being diverse being diverse with it. Well, I love that, and what's awesome is you're already that. You're already accomplishing that. Like you're already proving that. Doesn't have to be a, like sure it's a goal, but like you know that's just compliments that I'm throwing your way because we can already tell that's happening. Yeah, you know I tell you it's it's when I was doing Raising Canaan a couple of years ago, young actors were coming who weren't even working. They were coming to set just to watch me. And I was like, well, what's up? Well, why y'all here? He said, we're here to watch you, man. You like you're like the guy to us, and it blew my head. I didn't really realize that. Cause I don't hang around a bunch of young people, um, and I was, I said, really? I'm. They're like, no, you are the guy, like the, the character actor who everybody like respects. It's like, wow, that's crazy, man. So yeah, that's what I want to be. That's what I, that's what I'm trying. You know, I don't want that, that. That's what I work toward. I love watching. I love watching you. I love seeing this show. But by the way, and and I should have complimented you at the beginning. Congratulations, uh, you got married recently too. So all this happening all at once. Yes, man, it's beautiful, man. I got married to Crystal Roberson, tremendous director. She works her butt off too, man. Um, yeah, she's a great artist, great woman, just a great, just just a tremendous spirit. You know, I'm lucky. I've never met I never met anybody who worked as hard as I did, but my God, that woman works hard. And one good thing to come out of the strike is that we had five months together. Just she and I, and man, we built so much and our relationship got so strong. And it was the five months right before the wedding and then when we got married like three or four days later the strike was over so you know i was like man this is what was needed for us i know um you know it's really rough times but we needed that time together i love hearing that and seriously i love the way it's lined up with the success but uh but i can't wait to see the rest of the season 
I was so when I when when it, when the second episode was done, I was like, no, I need <laughs> right. give it right. Go. Yeah. So congrats, man. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk about it. I really appreciate hey, thank it. Thank you, Kyle. I'm, I know I'm gonna tell so I'm gonna tell about say Sebastian. I'm gonna tell uh I'm gonna tell Curtis, man, that 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 you're a fan, man. That's my dude, man. I love that's my that's my brother, man. We travel the world together too. We travel everywhere in the world together. Yeah, please do over here. So I'm gonna uh, my the other side of my work uh, uh, here. It's a station in Louisville, and we play Need Your Love and all of that all the time. Yeah. So we love them over yeah. here. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's the video I did was Need Your Love. Oh yeah, it was. Uh, we, me and Anthony Mackie were like uh, 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 Johnny Carson and Ed McMahon. You got to watch the video. So Thank nice you. talking to you. Yeah, you too, man. Just do it again, all right. And my thanks to Omar Bookie out now on Max. Thanks, of course, to you for uh, for checking out the episode. Again, please do hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all the interviews that I put out. Three brand new ones every single week, new and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at all the usual spaces. That includes uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can grab us at NPR, WFPK.org, Consequence, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. But also don't forget that if you do it at Apple Podcasts, leave the review, take the screenshot of that, drop it into the link in the show notes that you uh, might win some cool prizes from Consequence and get a shout out right here on the uh, Kyle Meredith with podcast. After all that, head over to WFPK.org. That's where you'll find me every weeknight at 6 p.m. Eastern. I do four hours of classics from the 90s, 80s, 70s. We do uh, best in new music. There's bonus interviews, lots of music news as well. Uh, 6 p.m. Eastern every single weeknight at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the old social media sites. The address is always the same, at Kyle Meredith. So do hope you like and follow along. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith, and I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. Yeah, I know. You're cool as hell. I see. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media.